Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial, that little podcast that talks all about the themes of Saturday morning cartoons that not only did we grow up with, they've also been growing along right with us. Man, I almost made it to the end that time. Did you guys hear that? We did all right. Anyway, (laughs) if I had, it would have been a miracle, and this is the season for them. It's our holiday special. Beyond that, actually, it's the Saturday Morning Serial Christmas special special. Uh, And to lead you through this goddamn season of cheer, it's me, Dan Grimshay, fighting a cold but full of cheer. I'm your host who knows some of it. And to fill in the gaps, I've also got a few others. Of course, you must see this coming. Uh, Mr. Marquis, you're in the corner. Why don't you speak up? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I, I suppose you lost your detonators. Uh, we've also got talking about blowing up in his own way. Jimmy the Jet Lazinski. You, you oh, 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 listeners. <laughs> there you go. A traditional Santa ho-ho. Uh, and here unwrapping our present for you, slowly and seductively, We've got our special guest. I know you've missed him because I have. Mr. Slick McFavorite on loan from Open Your Toys, the podcast, the uh, website, the uh, phenomenon. Slick McFavorite, speak up. <laughs> Hola. Buenos dias. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. And, that is, and that's Christmas enough. Uh, is that about <laughs> enough of this? Oh no, we have to. We have a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, let's do the show. Sorry, I got confused because even though I don't have a guest this year, I feel like we're going to bring up enough pop culture. It's going to make it worth it because we're talking about the, uh, you know, the the annual Christmas special. I don't want to say it's an obligation, but there are so <laughs> many of them through through the years. Some you forget, some you remember, uh, some you watch every single year. Mm-hmm. It's the Christmas special tradition, uh, yeah. especially in TV show sitcoms, but not limited to. Uh, and just before we really get into it, let me say what's off limits is like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Charlie Chris, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. There's no diehard conversation here. Oh, and also diehard. Just shut up, yeah, Marky. Enough, enough of this. But we're talking about, like, sitcoms that have their own life outside of Christmas. 
that do their their Christmas special. Yes, you this know? is yes, we Not are created just for Christmas specially. All right. Ground yes. rules set, take it away. Uh yes, this is this is our this is a hostful holiday talking about holiday specials that you see on your favorite TV shows. That's what I meant. That's what Holland. it is. <laughs> this is a, that's a hostful, but, well, you heard it. It's a holiday hostful, holiday special TV show episode show. Yeah, God damn yeah. it. Now, okay. does for, anyone have an host. example? <laughs> I, I got one. Hit me. What's right, a holiday ready? special to you? Well, it's not a ho- it's not it's a it's a episode that is a holiday special. Okay, we spent okay. five minutes clearing that up. Go ahead. Well, look, I, I think we should just start from the like the very 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 top. This is a it's a it's a Seinfeld episode. Ah, it's, Seinfeld, it's, go Seinfeld. to the top of the mountain when you yep. need a, a real winner. Yes, and it's where they do the festivus for the rest of us. You guys have all ah. seen this episode. It's so damn good. It's so funny. It's it's got its own kind of lore. It's got its own like you know traditions. Like you got to have the galvanized pipe, and you got to have your like airing of grievances. Yeah. I mean, and it is it's like the Frank Costanza stuff. It's the funniest <laughs> man you've ever you've ever yeah. seen on TV. This and is like a twenty five year old sitcom episode that inspires memes to this day. Yeah, it's still that's out there. Giving it some cre- that's impressive. Yes. Yeah, and and uh people have actually like at their, you know, as the holiday party has gone from like ugly sweaters to in, uh um chic uh high-end eggnogs, people have started to <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Um it's uh, like yep, studded, sure. yeah, whatever. And then like people will actually put a galvanized pipe as part like in their house as a part of their decorations now. It's made it part of American Christmas decorating. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a big thing and you know, so that is like the that's the perfect <laughs> example of a TV show that did a Christmas holiday special. So that's See, the template. I I'm no, I'm going to argue with you there because it is uh, even though it's stri- and it's Seinfeld and it comes up every Christmas it's not exactly a Christmas special in the sense that there's a sighting of Santa Claus, there's, there's a Christmas too. tree, there's presents, stockings hung, there's a lesson learned. It's kind of the anti-Christmas episode. I think uh, there's more Christmas references in Die Hard than there is in the... And Jimmy, <laughs> you, uh, you're getting... Well, look. There, there now, is, if okay. you want to take it to the other extreme, speaking of yellow cards, uh, and I think Jimmy mentioned maybe this, uh, 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 Ted Lasso. Okay. You're talking about seven Christmas special tropes packed into one half hour. I mean, this thing is – someone find me a good metaphor for too much sugar so I can finish this diatribe. Diabetes. Yes, diabetic, <laughs> yeah. diabetic diatribe. Yeah, like you were, you already lost a foot, and then in the last ten seconds of the episode, someone looks up and sees Santa Claus, yeah, flying for real through the air. They're all let's go caroling. This thing came out in August. Yeah, <laughs> just they right just had the ball when you're in a mood. Say, yeah, we got a killer Christmas episode. You let's just put it out. 
just uh, just the balls on that show. Anybody want to stop me from well, look, I, I, rant um, and talk about the magic of Christmas? Well, look, I think that actually, that actually kind of points out another um, – like there are definitely different styles of holiday special. Like a right. a very popular one is to take a traditional holiday story – and then apply it to your sitcom situation. So, for example, in 1987, there was an episode of Cheers where Diane makes everybody work on Christmas Eve. So she's definitely – so she's basically being Scrooge. You see? So that's another kind of she popular def- way. She that was definitely handled. getting Scrooged by Sam. Right? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But of, uh, of course, of course, by the end of the episode, she uncovers the meaning of Christmas, found family, yada, yada, yada. So, that was also her second to last episode. I didn't oh, know that. Interesting. Yeah. That's no, interesting. I didn't. Nope. I didn't Are you know. blowing smoke up over Grim Reaper robes or something? Is that true? No, this is from the. The ghost of sitcoms past tells me <laughs> that was her second to last. I don't know if there's any relation because she was a Scrooge, but yeah. Second I, I think you're, I, uh, yeah, Ooh, 1987 like was put it towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to talk template for the Christmas special, all right. Yeah. Christmas Carol gets it. And, yeah. and it's a wonderful life. Those are the, those are the two that they Ooh. always lean on. Right. Does anybody yep. have any examples of other classic Christmas stories that well, they, uh, or, or themes? Way back they... when you youngsters were still in, maybe in high school, back in 1992, this is a little before the turn of the century, uh, <laughs> there was a little show that I enjoyed called uh, Batman the Animated Series, and its second episode was Christmas with the Joker. Where oh, the... yes. The Joker uh, kidnaps Gordon and Summer Gleason and Harvey Bullock, and there's uh, hilarity ensues all through the episode, but it ends with, (laughs) after Batman saves the day, it ends with Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson watching It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Ah. But don't don't Batman and Joker kind of have a holiday moment where they kind of share pleasantries? They sort of fight in front of the – they have like – I kind of remember them fighting in front of the Christmas tree. Hmm. And uh, so, I mean, and they yeah, fight to the uh, rights for a Christmas tree, so that's fine. The Nutcracker Suite from or uh, the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies from the Nutcracker uh, musical. They have a fight to that music involving giant robot nutcrackers. Ooh, <laughs> heady stuff that which is has. which is what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and Joker's, I, I, Joker's goons uh, were Donner and Blitzen. I don't know. So, but was there any element of the plot of that one that was like, it's a wonderful life? Did Joker, like, trick Bruce Wayne into thinking he didn't exist or uh, well, I, better I, off without I, him? Or was that in there? Um, like, where was I, his Christmas lesson? Batman at the beginning is uh, is kind of down because the scum gets to spend the holidays with their families and he doesn't have a family. So at the end, he realizes. Boy, I'm liking this bad guy less and less. But so at the end, he realizes as he's watching It's a Wonderful Life with Robin, he realizes that he does, in fact, have a family, a bat family, if you will. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Now, another another popular trope, 
um, is the Santa episode. And I remember one, it was on home in, home improvement, you know, um, oh, wow. Wow. where oh, the one where Santa's real, like the ephemeral proof or something. Yeah. So like the whole, the whole like thing is like, basically a kid wants some kind of present, the parents can't get it or they're sold out or whatever. And then the parent, you know, and then all of a sudden it shows up and then, you know, both of the parents are playing coy, not knowing where it came from. They, they think that it's the other person. Um, in this particular episode, they thought that it was Wilson who, because Santa actually comes through the front door, you know, wearing the mask, but you can only see the eyes. And it sounds a lot like Wilson. If you guys remember the lore of the show was you never saw Wilson's yeah, mouth. Of the yeah. Fence. Yeah. So what yeah. mask was Santa wearing then? No, he was wearing like a beard. Some two by fours? He was wearing a beard. Santa has a beard. Oh, a beard. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big puffy beard. So yeah, he yeah, just yeah. saw his eyes as normal. Yeah. So Santa basically comes in and, you know, it looks like it looks like the neighbor. And, you know, he drops off the toy. Because kind of he has two day. eyes. Yes. Yeah. And, it, you know, it sounds like him. It, it's 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 him. Yeah. That's, you know, he's he's saving Christmas by bringing the toy that the kid wanted. And then all of a sudden, That's how like, you save Christmas. Yes. But again, this is the Santa is real episode so that yeah. as soon as he closes the door, both parents turn around and he's behind the fence saying, Merry Christmas, Tanners or whatever their name is um, so there's there's the santa episode as well i think that's a popular one that you're going to that see is, and you know what i would i would attribute that one that is basically the santa is real episode mm-hmm. that's probably from miracle on 34th street yep i would say that so exactly. now we got oh, yeah. charles dickens and then yep. two movies from you know between the 30s and the 60s whatever the black and white era was oh that's <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have necessarily attributed the Santa is real, the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's the U.S. The court trope. found that to be true. Make <laughs> 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 it. Well, and then of course there's a big theme kind of goes through a lot of these episodes, and that is the concept of bringing family together and completing family. And I think yeah. one of the one of the biggest ones of all time was the first episode of The Simpsons, where it turns out it's a it's a Christmas episode, and it's where they find it's the origin of Santa's little helper, which is the family dog. Yep. Um, yep. I don't. I don't. I, and they lay I, it out. They're a struggling family, and they're going to keep making bad decisions, but they yep. will choose to struggle together. Yep. It sets up the whole series is based off of a Christmas special. Yep. That's that's just something else. Thirty three years later, it's all from a Christmas special. <laughs> uh, the power of Christmas. It's, it works, kids. Uh, we talked about it a little off mic, but I I feel like it's worth mentioning. This these are all mostly from back in the day when the seasons was twenty something episodes, twenty two, twenty six, sometimes almost thirty episodes. Not today where you got ten episodes a season, right? Oh yeah. So they would have their Christmas episode in the first or second season, so they could put it on reruns and have next Christmas off. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And then by the next season, there was a Thanksgiving episode. Right. The next right. season, a Halloween episode. And by the end, they were they had Arbor Day episodes. They had fucking <laughs> July rerun day episodes. Right. You remember the time where uh, Alex Keaton went to the Nakatomi Tower uh, for a Christmas, oh. Christmas party? <laughs> 
<laughs> Strike two. I don't know. Uh, That's not a red card. You know what? And, um, there actually was a episode. It was a holiday special of Brooklyn Nine Nine, where a there's a hostage situation in a hardware store, and Boyle ends up having to take his shirt off, climb into the ducks. <laughs> he's got the he's got the wife beater on, and he ends up having and he ends up like falling through the vent. He knocks the freaking bad guy down. And he says, uh, uh, yippee kayak, mother buckets. And he, you know, and he like kicks her ass. And of course, um, the, uh, what's the main character's name? Oh my God. I'm spacing. Um, Peralta. Peralta's like Brooklyn? all pissed off. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Brooklyn's like all pissed because he got it wrong. <laughs> it's so funny. But so and there now, you go. Now, see, I'm glad you got us back to here because now I think is when you can jump in and give Seinfeld its due credit. Why is that? Because that's when we started getting into the ironic Christmas special. And there have ah. been so many good ones of those once TV started getting meta and the. 2000s well, I, or whatever, but there's a I lot think, of good um, ones like those too. Yeah. And I think with the, with the Brooklyn nine, nine, you know, if we've got a, if we got a Christmas Carol, if we got a miracle on 34th, the Brooklyn nine, nine is a diehard Christmas special, you know, yeah. like that's there you exactly go. what that is. So the diehard's a Christmas its tail eating its head as well. It's a, uh, it's great. Yep. Anyway, uh, but it is still uh, in my book. It's still Christmas. It's still Christmas. All right, and, but if I do hear the words "Die Hard" one more time, <laughs> I'm um, shutting this podcast down. Well, diehards of the Simpsons we series would know that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, Stannis little helper episode that was the first episode of the Simpsons. Right. That's yeah. The first one. Yeah. 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 And it, and yeah. it, 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 it established the whole arc of the Simpsons for 33 seasons. And there's you a know? very good chance they produced that because Tracy Ullman said, wow, we're taking Christmas off this season. <laughs> wow. I think you're, you're probably right. So there's every reason to believe that's when Matt Grading got his fucking break. <laughs> Don't believe me? I can get to Wikipedia faster than you. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, we're, we're talking about ironic, but I, are, when we say ironic, we're not talking about things like the Friends episode, right? Where it's Christmas Hanukkah, right? And we've got the armadillo. That's we're no, not that's going to consider that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Save that for our that Hanukkah. That would be episode. the same level as whatever the family matters. <laughs> save that for our uh, eight-part Hanukkah episodes uh, coming. Up. No, ironic is where it's like you know the uh, uh, Ben's uh, Jerry Stiller screaming at his son. <laughs> yeah. Calling it we'll a begin tradition. That's what with the like. airing of the grievances. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. I uh, and then it, the feats of strength after that. Feats of strength is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all conflict and division. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you, Kruger. <laughs> and I think there's also another like real popular theme that you see in a lot of Christmas specials is just that this is what everybody does in that universe every year. So I think in Friends, 
You know, this is just what they do every year around that time. Uh, Seinfeld, every year at that time. I think another one is, it's it was a yearly thing, was in the eight seasons of The Office, I think there was eight Christmas episodes. They just kept doing, or maybe it was four or five, but there was definitely more than one Christmas episode of The Office. The, almost, well, they were supposed to be, the show was also being produced like in real yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So they almost always yeah, had one format, and, so, and yeah. you actually, yeah, and, and you like saw obviously how the characters kind of grew and the, the real important um, thing about the first office holiday special was that obviously the whole funny part is Michael screws up the secret Santa thing yeah. by wanting to be special. He buys a freaking iPod. Um, which I actually learned that they had cut a deal with Apple and they were running like these like iTunes episodes and it was like this big thing to put the iPod in there. So like it, it was, it was, there was like a big marketing push to do that. But oh yeah, I'm sure it yeah. was a big get from young upstart Apple. <laughs> yeah. It was just starting. It was just coming back, you know, like that's like yeah. the, the freaking iPod is what brought them back. It wasn't the computer. It was the iPod. Um, but, uh, that in, in that episode, uh, Jim trades and he gets Pam as a secret Santa and he gives her a teapot. And of course it gets caught up in secret Santa. Uh, Dwight ends up with every, it's just getting passed around and, and Jim has a note inside of that teapot and he ends up, you know, through the machinations of the episode, he ends up getting the teapot back. He gives it to Pam, and he ends up taking that note out, and he puts it in his back pocket. They don't mention what's – they don't even show that letter until the last epi- – or the second-to-last episode, eight years later. Wow. And it ends up being a little secret between Jim and Pam. Pam doesn't say. Jim never says. And uh, according to the lore of the office, they did there. There was a note. There was a message on there. And even the actors that played them, Krasinski and what's her name? (laughs) uh, They're the only people that know what that note said. So it's that little that little bit has survived. It's uh, Jenna Fisher. Right. And I I thought that I read like this article I'm looking at says that the note said Batman smells. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. wrong? Do I have that wrong? With the, with the raspberry in it. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss. I don't know what classic Christmas story inspired that plot line. But, I don't. I don't, uh, I don't think it's for Christmas. sharing that. The gift I of think the it's just a tradition. Uh, I think it's just a holiday. I think it's just a tradition. So anyway, it's okay. almost time to take a break here on the office, ladies. We're gonna uh, go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be back in a minute. We're, Speaking we've of got segues more. that I got for Christmas, what were you saying, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take a little bit of a break. Uh, obviously, I don't want to get the magic interview machine excited or you, but we don't have any big guests coming up. But good news, you get more of us coming up. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so happy, uh, happy Christmas because we'll be right back. Waka, waka, waka. Oh, poor little fella. No one should spend Christmas alone.
Christmas, little fella. Good friends and joyful spirits joining together make it a great day. It's gonna be a great day. Merry Christmas from Kellogg's. I think Aww. it's fair. I think I should walk you guys through what they were doing on that commercial. Was it a <laughs> so it was job? A, so it was uh, Tony the Tiger. Uh, basically, like, all, like, the different mascots were, like, so Pop, Lick, and what's the other Rice Krispie? Um, bang. Uh, neither, but just um, the Rice Krispie dudes. <laughs> Snap, Crackle, Pop. So there they, they were there. Uh, Toucan Sam, he was there. Uh, and it was all these like different mascots and they were all kind of, you know, they were tobogganing, sledding in, they were decorating a tree and it was Tony the Tiger and then they all come together and then blah, blah, blah. That's the end of the commercial and holiday season. No, no, no. Wait a minute. They all came together and who they were, they decorating, do? They were decorating the tree. They were decorating oh, Christmas okay. tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who shouldn't yeah. be alone on Christmas? Well, I don't, it was, it was all of them coming together, uh, you know, uh, at the hearth. You know what I mean? Like, no, together. I think what we yeah. what we really want to know is who was Tony the Tiger talking to at first. Um, I could go back and watch. Was he, was he uh, talking I'll just play to it again. himself? Because that's extra dark. <laughs> um, no, the very first person that he's talking to. Uh, so it's okay. So Tony the Tiger's walking. It looks like he's got a little a little tiny Tony the Tiger behind him. They see a little tiny uh, ugly little tree, and then the snap crackle pop. The Honey Smacks Frog, uh, Toucan Sam, they're all following him with this really ugly tree, and now they are dressing the tree, and now this ugly little tree is beautiful. Snap, Crackle, and Pop are roasting. Oh, they're making popcorn. Um, uh, the little tiny Tony the Tiger is uh, hanging an ornament, and there's an elephant there. I forget what cereal that is. The frog is bouncing around, hanging the garland, and then Ooh. Toucan Sam flies up and puts the star on the tree. Boy, that was a lot going on in that commercial that none of our listeners knew about. Uh, (laughs) Well, anyway, maybe next year I'll pick the commercial. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's the quickest I could Nonetheless, that was very sweet. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's all, all the all the Kellogg's mascots getting together. To well, it did. It did kind of remind me of another another trope. I don't think it's used as much, but it is used. Ooh, let's hear. It. And and that is the Rudolph trope, which is the animation, the claymation. And didn't you have a special one that you wanted to talk about that does a claymation animation? Oh, all right. Well, is we... that what you? Now, a lot of shows wouldn't go so far as to actually do a claymation episode. Yeah. But, yes, the uh, the Rudolph and uh, 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 Jack... Jack Frost, Frost yeah. Et cetera. There was a, there was a standard. Uh, yeah. Kids of our generation, certainly. Yep. The, in my opinion, true Saturday morning children. Yeah, generation. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the generation before us also had them because they're pretty old. But the standards that would come out every single Christmas, and you got to watch them on CBS maybe once, because uh-huh. they'd only be on a few times. Your Rudolphs, your Jack Frost, your Charlie Browns. Uh, finally, a show was meta enough yeah. to do an actual claymation, yeah. the community episode. That's so good, which, too. 
detailed Abed's break from reality, his breakdown one Christmas. So it falls under the ironic Christmas yeah. broadly. But also the Rudolph. But then got so meta that it went into claymation and used the themes of Christmas specials yep. to dissect a hilarious mental breakdown. Yeah, it, it was a that's a that's a great episode. Like, um, I definitely went through like a a community phase. I was watching it over and over and over again. Yep. And my God, was that just a treat? And that was like in one of their later seasons too. Like, just yep. when you thought it might be running out of gas, and they were gonna, they were they were always threatening to cancel that show. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, it might have been the first know. season. No, the second season probably. Yeah, but I just remember it being like, wow, this is like. This is really creative. There's a yeah. lot of money in this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, it was quality claymation. Yeah. yeah. There's a they lot did, of money. Uh, they had uh, six seasons. I think they did four Christmas episodes. Yeah. That's the only one that I can remember, though. And it's because yeah. it's so good. Was the, yeah. There's the one where they were training to go to regionals. It was sort of a musical Christmas. That was okay. the Glee episode. And the, right. And then there was the one Sadly, where... Uh, it's a trope. <clears throat> Shirley was throwing a Christmas party, but nobody else believed in Christ. Ooh, and that's the, the religious where, Christmas. We haven't even right, touched that one yet. Where yep. they decorated Troy <laughs> as a Christmas tree. That's ironic in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And okay, then Jeffrey, Jeffrey had a Christmas party at his apartment, and they kidnapped their history teacher, maybe? Oh, yeah. That With, was uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. League yeah. season, as they call it. Right. But, yeah, definitely a community is so based on tropes and meta that they had to do, but just further evidence that the Christmas special is such a big thing as if we needed it. Uh, but actually they weren't the first show to do a direct real honest to God money involved claymation tribute to those old ones. I'm not sure if the first one is this or not, but this is maybe my favorite, but always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did that Christmas special. And they did have like a five minute vignette where it was all claymation and it was violent and horrifying. Uh, the, the episode itself followed, it was loosely a, a Christmas Carol, but it was like a, the, the characters were actually trying to do it in real life and failing. Uh, but, but beyond that, they decided to make it so over-the-top, ironic Christmas, like vile and hard to love any of the characters, that uh, FX wouldn't even air it. Oh, wow, really? It was, in <laughs> fact, finally included uh, in the DVD release. And I think subsequently, now you can stream it, I believe. Those Grinches. But I remember at the time, the only way I could watch it was by pirating it. And it was, as an adult, I have not laughed that hard out loud by myself in a room watching a television set. As when Frank Reynolds comes birthing his way out of that, that couch. Did anybody else see this episode? It's hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, you know, he is so sweaty and his little naked body and all its glory being burst from the couches is classic. I've never seen it, but it looks sounds good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First well, I've heard of it. 
<laughs> is there a is there a Christmas theme that you uncover by the end of this episode? Is there like a, a the meaning of do, Christmas? Do the characters of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia learn a lesson? Yes, do they? No. I'm not familiar with the show. <laughs> Are we uh, I, I do recommend it. I promise the show itself doesn't uh, drag down momentum as much as me mentioning it, apparently. But my God. Well, I'm sure it's fine. I'm episode. sure it's fine. Uh, as I it's... said, I think you can stream it. So it's enough plugging that one. All right. Uh, I, I think there's I a... feel we'd be remiss not to mention... Unless Marquis, you think you got something better here? Well, I was just gonna kind of touch on that, like the whole meaning of Christmas episodes, right? Because there's, ah, you, there's, the you, you have, here. yeah, you have the, you have the, uh, the Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, show. You got the Santa is real show. You got the Rudolph, you know, type of shows. Um, you got the the zany, wacky stuff. You got the traditional stuff that you do every year, like having an office Christmas party. Um, but there's also, and I think it's kind of the most important ones, is the meaning of Christmas type Christmas specials. And Thirty Rock, Thirty Rock did a real good one. I remember, um, and it was they were producing a Christmas special while doing a Christmas special of 30 Rock, which is they kind of did a lot of that, um, if you guys are familiar with the show. Um, and uh, they ended up doing Dick like... Dick Van Dyke, right? It, yeah, it's a Dick Van Dyke. It's basically yeah. Dick Van Dyke. But yeah, they end up basically doing one where, um, you know, Jack finds out that his mother... Because Jack hated Christmas, you know, so he he just never liked Christmas. And it's because his 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 mother just would always spend Christmas all drunk with the man named Mr. Schwartz. Right. And so he just hated Christmas because his mom was never around or whatever. But what Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon basically like makes him figure out is that his like Jack's mom was basically sleeping with Schwartz from FAO Schwartz. <laughs> so that yeah. Jack can get the toys that he wanted. <laughs> so his mom was whoring herself out so that Jack can get the toys because Jack's dad left them a long time ago. Boom, meaning of Christmas. Hallelujah. And they all... <laughs> I think this is the second time you have tried to tell me the meaning of Christmas is that the kid gets the toys they want. No, that's not... I feel like... This, I feel like... <laughs> You're stuck in nope. ironic Christmas. Is no, that the mom's no, a hua? That's not. No, it's that, that. It's that. It's that. Is that their family will do anything to make them happy, and including whoring themselves out. And so. you feel that doesn't cross a line, and I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> there's also hey. a really good. There's also a really good song. Um, a big group sing along at the end, which is just so sweet and so touching. Give me a little uh, bit. Uh, yeah, hum a few bars. Now kick your legs up. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. I did. There are so many Christmas songs. You Put just a little love sing. in your heart. Uh, yeah, Thirty rock Christmas songs. Song. Christmas song. Thirty rock Christmas song. Do 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 do. There's a little something like this. Da da da. D d d. Whatever the hell else you want to put in there. Hey Christmas. Good night. Hey Flick. Um, there's got to be a toy related. Christmas special out there. Oh, yes. 
G.I. Joe Christmas special. Did, did Optimus <laughs> Prime ever I can't remember transform one. into Santa? <laughs> no, they have they have put out Christmas Optimus Primes. They have put out uh, Christmas Star Wars is doing a lot Joe's. of figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so, this is this what you toy guys would call reskins, or what do you mean a Christmas <laughs> redecos? Um, the the Optimus Prime that's the big hot item right now for uh, Christmas Transformers collectors is actually a whole new mold. It, it's it's a new uh, it is a brand new deco on it. Um, but no, I, for for Christmas specials, so you're not going to necessarily have one in the middle of a. 60 episode, you know, uh, uh, Saturday morning cartoon season. But uh, He-Man did do a Christmas episode. It was combined with She-Ra. So, so they, it was later in the, later in the filmation game. But uh, I mean, that, that is, some of the best He-Man episodes. Uh, uh, it, it's not based on any one trope. Uh, He-Man's mom is from Earth, and so she Whoa, gets Eternia. <laughs> uh, she gets Eternia to celebrate Christmas. Um, kids get lost in the, and maybe I guess that is a trope, right? Kids get lost in the in, in a wintry what? forest, yeah, and they need to be found. And Skeletor is actually the one that finds them, and through their kindness, uh, I, if I'm remembering correctly, Skeletor actually cries. Oh wow! In this episode, oh, kind of like, what's this water coming from my eye hole? You know, kind of thing. Uh, but combined with that, there's also big mechanized robots that you know He Man has to fight in the snow and that kind of thing. So, well, that's uh, part of the the writers' room. Format. I, I got a feel for that show, but it sounds like that's definitely the uh, Christmas Carol. It's the redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's can, cl- yeah, he stole from one of the big boys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, and then, and then not necessarily a TV show, but something in my wheelhouse, uh, more of a Christmas special, which I know. You know, yep. that's and outside of our the start of the show. Yes. Yes. Thrown them out. Yes. But Go you ahead. can't but you can't have Christmas without the uh Star Wars holiday special that George Lucas you know, tried to George kill Lucas off of the to. internet. You know. <laughs> yeah, he he's pulling an Elon Musk. He's just trying to erase it from anybody's memory. <laughs> uh but it is it that is a thing of beauty, you know. It is I I would say it is so <laughs> Uh, so important that Rift Tracks has a version of it. <laughs> you know, I think that's how you you gauge a lot of things. If 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 Rift Tracks is uh, ha- has mocked it, then you know it deserves a place in our in, in our uh, lexicon. <laughs> well, 
I believe uh, not as riff tracks, but uh, at least as MSTK, they uh, they did one about I believe it was called Santa versus the Martians. Oh, and that's and that's not necessarily in our pop culture as, although maybe it should be. <laughs> exactly, I think it should be that everybody go out there and and purchase this episode from your streaming uh, <laughs> service of choice. <laughs> I can't imagine you'd have to pay for it. But as long as we've opened the floodgates here, uh, I think another big trope in pop culture, even though perhaps it's it's not our demographic, it deserves recognition here, the Hallmark movies, oh, uh, which in fact uh, apparently have sparked a new fire. There's a Hallmark Channel competitor, yeah. which is, I guess, anti-queer, uh, uh, although not outspokenly so, but that's the Twitter battle. Can anyone say this better than me right now? Uh, Kurt Cameron and his sister, right, are are the kind of spearheaders of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not the money men, though. There's an actual corporation behind them. No, Uh, no. Not like an old studio, but... Exactly. No, they're they're more the figureheads, but no, I I don't even watch Hallmark movies, let alone a yeah. and maybe got out of, ahead of Hallmark here. competitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is a it's, thing. it's Hallmark or nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Like this was like the Hallmark Channel's been around for thirty years or something, and like ten, twelve years ago. They finally got the hint. They're like, let's just make our bread and butter yeah. putting out, I don't know, 10 to 30 fucking holiday movies a year. <laughs> That's basically They're everywhere. a TV series of movies. They're just not – it's just serialized. Like well, and- uh, the amount of content. It's an Christmas anthology, specials, right? right? You know. Well, and yeah, look, like I um, – I think we're all kind of falling like in this world where we're all doing streaming kind of event TV, you know, like we're watching our Mandalorians and, uh, you know, Ted, Ted Lasso is kind of a rare exception, but mm. a lot of the shows that we're watching right now, they don't really have that run where they can squeeze in a Christmas kind of thing, you know? So, I mean, maybe that's the only place where we can get it now is in these Hallmark channels or whatever. Cause like, it's not, we're not getting it like normally anymore, you know, yeah. it's not something that we come across, you know, cause all, all of our TV is big freaking events. You know, I'm like suffering through Willow right now. You know, it's like true. I, when, when we live off what the land <laughs> yeah, offers, bad. don't, don't Jimmy. Uh, I said, I'm watching Willow, Jimmy. Don't know. I, no, I, heard I, I will not allow this. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. One of the one of the more celebrated Christmas specials in regard to streaming is the BoJack Horseman Christmas special. That's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Have I don't guys... think I made it to that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that no. show is great, but it is a lot to try to binge, so I don't it, make it through. Now, have you guys seen, and I really like what they're doing with this. I'm going to count this one because it does fall within a, 
kind of a TV universe. Um, but did you guys watch the Guardians of the Galaxy ho- um, holiday special yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wasn't that fa- – it was fantastic. It covers I, all the bases. It's like where you have to teach somebody what Christmas is. Uh, and that's really the heart of what any good Christmas special is doing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really fantastic. Someone learning the meaning of Christmas, which yeah, really yeah. is – I don't know where that comes from, but it seems like they all serve it. There's a meaning yeah. to Christmas in all of them. Yeah. What is the true meaning of is such a trope in itself. Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And from what I understand, that is technically the end of this MCU phase. Of phase five oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. that, the last plot developments and that wrap it all up. I don't <laughs> know. I know that's not completely arbitrary, but it's kind of arbitrary. Nonetheless, I, yeah, I'm just glad that they're really having fun with like the whole universe and how it's like it's really a comic book. Uh, comic books had holiday specials too. I remember I remember reading some. You know, like there was a I'm sure there's a a Batman punching a Santa. You know, somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Boy. Or a Joker. I don't know. Joker. Whatever. Well, Dude, you know, like uh, the Googles. <laughs> yeah. The tick. The tick did fight Santa in uh, season two, episode ten. But... The tick loves Santa. Ah, there you go. Okay, oh, there you go. I, I figured it, that it was going to happen. You know, so like, but, you know, comics do this, right, where they, they kind of bounce around styles, obviously, and things like that. And I just, I love that Marvel did this. It's still considered canon. It's in the galaxy. It's in the universe. And they found this really cool way that you could have fun teaching the meaning of Christmas, uh, treating it seriously to a boy who was taken away from Christmas. And to a bunch of aliens that have no idea what the hell it is, you know. And then, of course, they get it wrong and hijinks ensue. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's narratively speaking, that's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> yeah. The nutcracker. I oh, guess you, yeah. you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, uh, Batman has punched a Santa. I told you. Before. Oh. And, the uh, Santa? <laughs> no, no, he is. He looks to be a villain um, dressed up as Santa, but yeah. <laughs> but is punched all the same. And then, Slow down, uh, Batman. <laughs> and there is at least it, it looks like more like cover art than than inside art. But there is a it looks like there's a cover of Superman punching Batman dressed up as Santa. Batman is dressed <laughs> up as Santa. Is, yeah. is Superman saying you're not Santa? <laughs> I, it sit on a throne it, of lies. Is Bruce Wayne saying, my God, I'm so sweaty under here? Uh, so this is I get Tristan that one. I get that one. You do. You do. You've worn a Batman <laughs> suit. Layers. You, Layers. You, you want to put that other layer on? Right. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, this actually reminds me of what was – I was kind of saving this one. This was my favorite one. This is my favorite of the television shows of Christmas specials. I don't know if you guys saw this or remember it, but Sopranos did a really, really, really big Christmas episode. And, oh, you're going to uh, have to sell me harder. Well, it was this it was it was a flashback episode where uh Pussy 
Um, whoa, 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 whoa. The Christmas uh, episode, uh, Mark. I don't. I, every, I think everyone knows that Jimmy here has not seen The Sopranos, but Pussy Pussy was a character in The Sopranos. There was Big Pussy, there was Little Pussy, but Big 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 Pussy was famously yeah Pussy yeah Pussy Puppet Sarah. He was actually a rat. Give him his Christian name. He was a uh, he was a he was a informant for the feds, and he was. Tony's like best friend. And there's like this flashback episode where um, pussy would dress up as Santa. And it was the first time that like Tony was kind of fucking with them and he didn't want to be touched because he was wearing a wire, you know, under the freaking Santa suit or whatever. And they were trying because he was killed. Uh, spoiler alert. But um, so this is a couple years later. Nothing but the um, Fed bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden, like they had to find a new Santa and they end up getting um, Bobby Bacala ends up being Santa. Do you guys remember this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it doesn't matter if we do. Go (laughs) on. (laughs) There is this awesome. Okay. So like all this stuff that's going on is just real integral to the character, right? Like it's just Super important what Tony's going through, where he realizes what's going on. It's a flashback episode. There's a, there's Santa's, there's a guy dressed up as Santa. It's fucking Bobby Bacala, who's just this big kind of doofus kind of guy. And then he ends up just, he's, he gets shy and nervous around kids and he's just being a, the worst Santa ever. The worst Santa. And he's like being really rude to the kids and stuff. And he's like, he like takes this toy away from this kid and this kid just goes, fuck you, Santa. And it's like the funniest goddamn thing. Cause like they're in this whole room and all these mafia guys like, Oh, Whoa. You know, it's like, and it is the funniest goddamn thing. And I can't believe that Sopranos did a Christmas special. Of course, by the end, they do find the meaning of Christmas, but that was very, very funny. All right. I love that uh... one. I love that one. The it's fuck good you, you push the envelope there, Marky, but that's definitely as far as I'm going to let things as uh, slide as a Christmas episode. Uh, well, Jackie does give Meadow a gift at the end, and then you know Jackie ends up getting killed too. But anyway, it's a it's a complicated. <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy, but yeah, they uh, Sopranos did a Christmas special, and it was fucking hilarious. It's it's like my favorite one. It's the one right. I would watch that right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the fuck you said. It's so good. That's good. So, so you started with uh with the Seinfeld Festivus, Festivus. and you ended with the fuck you Santa from Sopranos. Uh huh. I think I see how you think of Christmas specials. Uh, but I don't think our Christmas special would be complete unless, of course, we talked a little bit more about toys. And we've got our toy expert. We've already tapped him once. Slick, what's the big toy out there this year? Yeah, what's the Furby? Oh. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like the the toy companies have really have really made a statement in regards to they now understand that most toys are bought by adults. Like it's forever been like, oh, they oh, hired the a market toys. research guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The toys are all bought by kids, blah, blah, blah. And and so they've really made a delineation between, quote, collectibles and that kind of thing. Um, I, I think I'll say 
for an adult collector myself, um, the the biggest kind of holiday thing that the toy companies have done is Hasbro has taken their six inch Star Wars figures, which they call you know they term them black series. Figures. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and this is the second year that they've done they they take their molds that they already have and they just make them these most obscene Christmas decos you've ever seen. Ugly sweaters on Boba Fett and and turning clone troopers into gingerbread men and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're like and, and they'll like take away their gun and give them a big candy cane or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. and 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 they make them exclusives across like all of their retail partners. So Best Buy has the snow trooper. Walmart has one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Each one has a different exclusive. So you got to hunt them down and all this kind of thing. And I, I think it's the epitome of holiday marketing where, you know, a guy like me, I love Christmas. I have, I have a Darth Vader figure from like 2003. Is that the he, red one? Yeah, yeah, yeah and he comes one. with a wreath base, yeah. you yeah. know, and yeah. this kind of thing. Like I love that kind of stuff, but they've just taken it to this whole new level where I'm just like, nah, pass. Yeah. yeah. But some and they're people, like 30 oh, bucks a pop now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're hold on. Hold on. It exactly. sounds like this Darth Vader one from 2003 is high in your collection. But it also sounds like every year you've gone hunting for multiple pieces. No, no, no. It, for the it's last something years, it's something I acquired at one point, and it 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 is it's a Christmas decoration. It's not uh-huh. part of my collection. It goes in there with the wreaths and the lights and the ornaments and all that, and then it, it doesn't get a couple out. extra layers of tissue paper or anything. No, ah. it, it does have a protective case on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you open your toy or is it still in the thing? No, it is still sealed on the okay. car. All right, all right. <laughs> So you're collecting it. So, uh, all right. You <laughs> must not have known Saturday morning cereals a gotcha journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Put me. Uh, I'm getting a little hot under the collar here. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I just bought the Optimus Prime, by the way. So thanks for the tip. Uh, oh, I'm, did you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just had to have it. That's, what? That's, that's I mean. Okay, yeah, I because uh, that's what had me thinking about it. They uh, actually yeah. did a remold. They didn't just change him to green and red. Not not even a remold because a remold it, it constitutes an existing mold that they just changed a few things on. This is a completely new mold, and everybody's like, "Oh, I wonder what they're gonna do because." They don't spend $200,000 on steel molds to make something and then only make a one-off Santa Optimus Prime. It's obviously going to be from a show or or something down the line where where they'll reuse it again. But, yeah, that I mean, that's what 
gets a lot of Transformers fans is it's they reuse them so much when they put out a unique mold, everybody has to have it because it's the engineering, it's the it's the the production of the piece that that hardcore fans really look at. Now, Transformers, especially when you've got a brand new mold, does that mean he transforms differently? Is this yes. a differently engineered? Yeah, the engineering, the parts are all different. That's what you mean. Okay. And, so and, this is sorry. a new Optimus Prime. Yeah. The is he at is least never... green and red? Oh, yeah. Yes. See, yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, the, the trailer looks like a candy cane that has snow falling on it and stuff like that. So, does it still shoot a big giant red missile? <laughs> a red rocket? I think that's your dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of my childhood memories are dramatically scrambled together. <laughs> uh, I am actually unsure because it was a piece that I was not interested in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It actually kind of replicates the meaning of Christmas. Yes. Also a true collector who refers to the action figure or doll as a piece. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is a collectible, an adult collectible. (laughs) Uh, So, all right. And then now pretend for a second you're just a regular child. Uh, What is the toy that's big this year? Well, and that's what I was going to say is because they, they've started marketing to two completely different categories. Like it used to be that I would look for the Toys R Us, uh, wish book and, and, uh, Toys R Us. Yeah, exactly. And even Amazon has started doing this, Target, all of that kind of thing. Everything is marketed so separately now that I don't even bother looking at those. I I don't know. I don't know if there's a Cabbage Patch or a Tickle Me Elmo or or something like that. My daughter's now in fifth grade, and so she's not worried about the the toy of the moment, that kind of thing. So I'm what? really unaware of what the hot kids toy is. Has she flunked out of school for like five years? What do you mean she doesn't Doesn't want want like a hot toy? Isn't she the main demographic as a 10-year-old? It feels like, you know, there's toys in the sense that it's something you're going to take out of the box and play with that are Mm -hmm. marketed or made for like toddlers, right? For the younger kids. Yeah. And then once you hit that third, fourth, fifth grade, then they're marketed towards uh, sweaty adults as the, like this crew right here, who are what? gonna who are gonna leave it in the package and collect it what? and brag about I got that uh, Christmas Darth Vader from '92, right? And uh, there exactly. seems there's like as someone who has a couple of those kid, um, like everything is digital for the most part. There's you know any anything most things that they interact with. Yeah, I would say the only thing physical my daughter is really interested in right now is uh, pop vinyls. You know, it's just right, right, right. Yeah, the Funko and, Pops. And and you and you actually can't about. even play with those. 
There's, yeah, there's exactly. They, I mean, they have can. their head articulates. <laughs> yeah, but you're not like, oh, you're not fighting them or anything. Yeah, like, no, no. She wants to just put them up. That on is shelf. not. Yeah. That's she not just, even an action figure. That's so a figure. She, she actually just wants to collect them, too. Yeah, and exactly. Action, and yeah, action exactly. figures Marquee, are so hold on, wait, 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 wait. happening here. I, I think we just, we just uncovered a new category. She's a young collector. Oh. She's not an adult collector. She's a young collector. That's no, uh, it sounds like even Jimmy's telling us this is the way it is now. This is the way. Yeah. Once they get to, he's saying third or fourth or fifth grade, they don't want toys they play with anymore. Well, look, well, look. They just so, want toys to collect. And the adult. This is, Marky, this is against your philosophy of the meaning of Christmas, by the way. Yeah, I think so. See, this I, is I, disgusting. I yeah. You well, know, look, uh, like the the most the most playable thing that I, that we had when we were kids was a Nerf football, right? If you mm-hmm. got a Nerf football, you could throw that son or of a basketball bitch, hoop or basketball, or basketball, and yeah. you could throw that son of a bitch seventy yards, and that thing just flies. And then or lawn darts. When you catch it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, hurt. yeah lawn darts. But like, me? I but could throw my five like, sixteenth scale. Die cast metal General Lee across the room, no problem. <laughs> but now Nerf literally has a Boba Fett replica blaster that shoots these like little Nerf fucking pellets. And yeah. there's like a and there's one that you can buy that you can open like that you're like that you want to play with. And there's one that's like got the deco all badass Boba Fett. It's um... in like a case kind of box. Like you're like okay, so you're uh, gonna buy a Nerf and not open it? <laughs> yeah. Like Nerf, you're supposed to play with Nerf, you know? Like it's like the worst kind of mix of this thing, you know? So well, I don't know. I, I feel like just hearing all this, I feel like we've basically gone too far with this episode. I wish we'd left on a happier note. <laughs> but now people are buying toys they don't open on purpose, and they're in the third or fourth grade. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a little depressed about Christmas, so this is like a, you know, if anyone has a final thought, go ahead and fire it off. But well, yeah, real I, quick, you know, if they do open it, you know, if a collector opens it, he's not playing with it; he's putting it on display. And I think like a lot of your nicer collectibles are have a lot of articulation and are built so you could pose Spider-Man doing the one-handed them. backflip and then put them on yourself. Like it's like I think of them as posable statues. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It, it's the one reason why I don't buy statues is I want to put I my figure. I, I I put them in a pose yeah. and never touch them again. You know, so they're yeah. basically statues that I chose the the pose they would be in. Well, um, even much, much like a sculptor would do. Yeah, yeah. you could yeah. just exactly. be a sculptor. Yeah. yeah, but somebody else has done all the hard work for me. And I could. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a very good painter. Right. <laughs> but I. But I. But if you could see all the uh, various scale Batman action figures that are staring back at me, all looking, making eye contact with me, and 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 all in their own hero poses. I mean. Uh, Let me guess. Like this. Come on, that's Bushley. <laughs> For the listener, <laughs> Marky stood up. Straight back, put his hands on his hips and pulled down his shorts. <laughs> yeah. That's the Migo. That's the Migo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, look, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have an answer here, and uh, I don't think anybody asked anyway, so I don't know. Well, that is the tagline of our show. So, uh, no, I, I want to, I want to put a final thought out there, just because this is what my family has, has done for years now. We, we were, we were cord cutters before the, you know, before 2000. That's how far we go back to. Oh, that's just cutting. being poor. <laughs> yeah, I was raised a cord cutter. Yeah. <laughs> we could never afford to put a cord in. We, yeah, we never had a cord. Yeah, I was a, yeah, we were cord never havers. <laughs> you rich, you rich bastards with your cords. So anyway, reframe your narrative where you're the poor kid. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, there is this amazing resource out there called Google. Use it. Type in your favorite TV show and add Christmas episode oh, at the end of it, and and just go watch them. I mean, there yeah. are so many things that are available out there. Pay a dollar ninety nine to Amazon or Apple or whoever your provider is, and watch some of these amazing. Christmas they need episodes. your money. Too. Yeah, that's a great point. And, <laughs> and, and hit us. Hit us up in the comments. What was your favorite Christmas episode? Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Yeah, tweet us. Yeah, for interaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, DM us if you're a website developer and can tell us how to turn comments on. <laughs> well, yeah. And you got to fix my web page, apparently. <laughs> I was trying to get on earlier. It's all broken. So. Or just while you're listening, yell loud. We, yeah. we might hear you. Who knows? We'll be around for a couple more minutes. Yeah. That's how them <laughs> podcasts work, we figures. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've already learned the meaning of Christmas, and I'd say that's about enough of this. That's enough, enough of, this. of this. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. holidays. <laughs> bah, humbug, one and all. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. MPI Media Group proudly announces the release of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, the Ultimate Christmas Collection, restored and remastered, out now on DVD. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, the Ultimate Christmas Collection, comes to DVD on December 6th. That means it's out now for a record-breaking 14th season and 435 episodes. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet aired on ABC TV from 1952 through 1966, becoming one of the most cherished cultural touchstones of the 20th century. The gentle humor of the prolific and popular sitcom was brought to the screen by the real-life Nelson family. Ozzy and wife Harriet, with their sons David and Rick, all pro- portraying themselves in a trend-setting blend of fact meets fiction, comedy, comedy decades before Seinfeld, and other semi-reality-based shows. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet comedically chronicled the daily lives of the Nelson family as David and Ricky grew up before millions of, we- of weekly viewers. And for the very first time in, associated, in association with the Nelson family, the entire series has been digitally restored with complete episodes from the original film negatives for superior picture quality. And because we're doing a Christmas special show, this will also include the Ultimate Christmas Collection, which is a two-disc set containing 14 full 
and fun-filled holiday-themed episodes from throughout the series, plus Rick's performance of The Christmas Song, the Ozzy and Harriet Christmas special reunion from the 1980s, and other seasonal treats. So guess what, kids? Um, a little bit before our time, but Ozzy and Harriet was a big deal back in the day. This is a pretty cool collection, and we're giving some away. Tweet us with your favorite holiday sitcom episodes, and you will win the 70th, 70th anniversary DVD set of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Thanks for hanging on to the end of the show. And have a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.